Hello, everyone. I'm Lianka. Welcome. And I'm Karen Prince. And this is GeoTrip, a podcast that explores the unexpected ways that geoscience underpins all of our lives. This is our maiden voyage where we'll introduce ourselves and talk about what's to come from this podcast and from us. And we hope that you'll come along on this journey with us. It's going to be a trip. (laughs) You really are the king of puns, aren't you? Um, But speaking of trips, how about we um, tell our audience a little bit about where we're from? Do you want to take us away, Kyron? Yeah, so I am from Trinidad and Tobago. You know, it's the last island in the Caribbean archipelago before you hit South America. Fun fact that you didn't ask for, but I'm going to give to you anyway. I mean, we always appreciate fun facts. And I guess I could chime in at this point and say, I too am from Trinidad and Tobago. And my fun fact is that we only met each other a year ago in the US. So the the Total Republic of Trinidad and Tobago is not as small as everyone thinks it is. And so that I guess we could kind of think about like what influenced us? I mean, how do two Trinbagonians become geologists? What, you know, and meet each other in the US? You know, and when we say meet, we've only met virtually, right? Like we kind of started talking to each other on Twitter when we realized we were both geologists. So you just have to put our whole pandemic connection on blast like that. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Um, But I guess, where did I grow up? I grew up in the north end of Trinidad. Uh, So just like 10 minutes outside of the capital city of Port of Spain in a lovely town called Barataria. That's so funny because I actually grew up in South Trinidad. So I guess we're the same but opposites. Is that what we're trying to say right now? Well, <laughs> I was actually born in South Trinidad, San Fernando. That's where oh, I was nice. Born. I was born in Victoria Nursing Home. I went to school um, in, at Sabinetta Private School. Fast forward, let's go from there, get to university. I attended Midwestern State University in Texas and then the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I'm currently at Colorado School of Mines. So that's actually a really succinct introduction of my educational background. And all through it, or through it all, I have maintained that I am a geoscientist. So all my degrees are actually in geology or geoscience. It's only now as I'm pursuing my PhD, I have a little bit of twist to what I am working on. Um, Are you similar? Is everything geology related? How did you get here? I started uh, working on my undergraduate degree in Trinidad and Tobago. I went to Costat Community College there and finished my geology degree at Loma Linda University in California. I always wanted to kind of work in oil and gas, so I figured I moved to Texas next, and I went to Baylor University in Waco, and then got my PhD uh, at Texas A&M University in College Station. So it's all been geology. I've known for a long time that this is what I've wanted to do. So I guess we are similar in that sense. Oh, wow. You went to school in Waco. So my bachelor's, I actually did that in Wichita Falls, Texas. So we were essentially neighbors. I can't believe we're only now meeting. This is hilarious. And by now, I mean, we only met last year due to (laughs) um, Twitter and a lot of 
activity that was going on from some of the um, more social or politically charged situations that were happening. I, I mean, it really helped a lot of us geologists, a lot of us underrepresented ge geologists, geoscientists, start to really locate each other. Um, no matter what field we were or are in, we just really started to seek out and build that network. Um, and so I guess I should actually say, I too am interested in oil and gas. Um, but I am also interested in data analysis and analytics and um, society. And so I like to think of myself as a integrated geoscientist or a um, collaborator leading, leading the charge. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? Because I know you have your passion for oil and gas, but I know... Um, you've also had like a little bit of change in direction. And so what exactly, where exactly are you right now? So at the moment, I find myself quite a ways away from oil and gas. Um, so I am currently an assistant professor at Broward College in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I, yeah, left the oil patch behind and went into academia. Uh, that's a very recent change for me, but kind of through my journey as a PhD student, I got introduced to teaching by being like a teaching assistant and teaching labs. And I realized that, you know, I kind of liked it. It sounds so cliched, but those aha moments make it worth it. And I love kind of bringing people into geology, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I think we clicked when we discussed kind of starting this podcast together uh, you know and I think that's one of the remarkable things about our field right no matter how many different geoscientists I talk to or how they got their start or where they got their start we all seem to be a big proponent of the aha moment and sharing what we do and you know enlightening people that yeah it's a little bit more than necessarily licking the rock <laughs> you know um Geology or geosciences is such a major part um, of everyday life. The earth and systems is something that you want to think about, even when you don't want to think about it. I think what's really interesting about our field, along with these aha moments and wanting to effectively communicate it to people who are not in the field, that's also been impacting the trend of where we're going, right? We find people like trying to use plain language to communicate. You find people trying to figure out how can we get people to experience the field who may not be able to access the field, whether it's, you know, for financial reasons, location reasons, a disability. Um, so you find us now as geoscientists looking more into like VR, um, automation. And so it's kind of cool, um, these aha moments, how it brings us together, but how it also diversifies what we're working on, which I guess thinking about that, understanding and appreciating the fact that you have strayed from the path you thought you were going down, but you love being in academia. If you had to do it all over, or if you got the opportunity um, to fulfill your dream job or role, what would it be? You asked me this question a year ago, and my answer would be different. But a year later, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. after all. You know, I would 
put myself in the same position. I think being an educator is what I'm called to do. I think that's the simplest way to put it, actually. I really like the idea of making the geosciences as kind of approachable for everyone because it matters to everyone and for everyone. Like we live on this planet. We depend on this planet for our livelihoods, for our survival. So not understanding it is kind of detrimental to our own chances of, you know, having fulfilling and enriched life. So for me, it's kind of a crusade almost. Um, the crusade brings up bad memories. I don't know why that came to mind as the first <laughs> example, but it's it's this mission that I feel like I have been entrusted with. That sounds really self-important. I just I just love kind of bringing people into an awareness of the world around them so that they can appreciate it and hopefully take better care of it. I mean, that's that's amazing. And we are along the same lines, or we really do align in that philosophy. Um, so I think this is probably how we got here and why we got here. Um, and I love the fact that you're able to say you are currently where you feel like you need to be. And that's what you're working towards. Because I mean, that really does shape what you're doing and what you put into the classroom. And also the research that you, you know, align yourself with and the projects that you align yourself with. So, I mean, I've been talking a lot and drowning you out, I feel like. So you um, rapid fire me if you want. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought up research. So tell me, what kind of project are you working on right now? What kind of geologist are you? Um, so I like to say that I am a sedimentologist and... I would still say I am a sedimentologist, but I would say that especially um, with the events of last year, the current events, and then just having a really open relationship with my advisor and being able to, you know, have certain discussions, I like to think of myself more as a human geoscientist. Um, so I am a sedimentologist who com who is investigating the impact of not only earth processes, but our work on society. Um, and so what's really cool is that if I had to simplify all of that, my research is focused on integrating geoscience, technology, and society. Um, so I am using traditional and non-traditional field methods in order to interpret a specific area of interest. And because I'm doing that work um, and because I'm studying these processes that occurred millions of years ago, or even though I'm studying these processes that occurred millions of years ago, one of the things that has always been of interest to me is who are the people that are impacted by these, these processes? What do these landforms being located where they are mean to a civilization? How has that shaped their development? And on a sub note, not in my research um, for publications at the moment, but on a sub note, I further think about 
how do we interact with these communities when we go into these regions as researchers? Um, what is our trust level like? What is our value system like? What is our respect like? Um, so I know it's a little bit of a mouthful, but pretty much what this has allowed me to do is to combine my love of sciences, um, geosciences specifically, but also my passion of people and anthropology and understanding why things are the way they are. It's so great to hear that you've kind of found that sweet spot where you're doing what you love and it's not all about the hard geology, um, well, soft rocks in this case, but that you get to integrate that human element. Yeah, and that was something that I really struggled with. Um, so even, even though I say it's a mouthful, I'm really proud that I've finally been able to achieve that mouthful or come to the pinnacle where I can express it because I've really struggled as a scientist who really, who, you know, I care about critical science. I care about technical science. I care about traditional science, but I also equally care about um, society and community. And I don't know if it's because I have lived away from home and I use home in quotation marks, even though our audience can't see it, see us or me. Um, you know, I've been away from the Caribbean so long, but I find myself, you know, very much aware and alert of the current events, socioeconomic, geopolitics, and so forth. And I realize that that's just kind of trickled into my research where I care about society on a whole and, you know, what that means. And so it's really cool finding a way and also finding a group of people um, who are interested in a similar niche um, where you want to work with soft rock, but you still want to also take the community into consideration. And I guess one more thing we have in common is that we are both soft rock geologists. So we study sedimentary rocks, one of the three types of rocks. Um, I study in particular uh, carbonate sedimentary rocks. So think of rocks that are being created in the marine environment by um, organisms like corals. In my case, I study uh, sediments from the middle Miocene when corals weren't really that common. So about 15 million years ago. And there are just lots of these shelly organisms and algae that bind together to make these big reef-like buildups. And my study kind of lies at the intersection of how these rocks get affected by changes in climate. So we're talking sea level, we're talking oceanographic changes, uh, things like ocean circulation, and how we can see those changes reflected in the rocks. So it has implications for ancient climate, and maybe it can help us look towards a future where climate continues to change very, very rapidly. It's kind of funny that you talked about or mentioned like ancient climate and possibly future, um, because I think one of the things, and I can't wait till we actually address it in further episodes, but thinking on a large temporal scale is um, a is an ability that really fascinates me about geoscientists, right? Because you could be talking about something that is tentatively gonna happen and it's tentatively gonna happen based off of research that you did be, um, you know, from 20 years ago 
100 years ago, but then also a million years ago and so forth, or, you know, 25,000 years ago. It's just like this large scale, because when you think of geologic processes, you're thinking about, you know, approximately 4.6 billion years of activity. Um, and so it always fascinates me when having these conversations or the ability of making yourself think in different time periods and what that means to your research. But I mean, like I said, we're gonna get into that in future episodes. Um, right now, we just kind of wanted to, you know, officially say hello to everyone, you know, introduce who we are, what we're working on, and, you know, just give a little bit of a human touch to this podcast because even though it's intended to be educational, it's also intended to be fun um because as we know or as we have learned over the past year um with everything that's been going on it's really important to make sure that you have an outlet and support and you know some sort of contentment as you try to stay home and, and be as safe as possible um and i i think one of the things i want to ask you as we wrap up is what have you been doing to maintain this energy because we're taking on a whole new project a year after being confined, right? Essentially, February makes it a year. I mean, I know for me, I had to really dig deep and, you know, just surround myself with loved ones and um, take some time away from work and then come back at it. What's that been like for you? I've definitely been enjoying this extra time with family. I have a three-year-old. And, you know, we don't really get to see each other that much in the week. So the times that we were forced <laughs> to spend together have been really rewarding. Um, and being able to spend that extra time with my wife as well. And, um, you know, outside of daddy and husband time, it's just been, you know, taking in whatever Netflix has been dishing out, man. I have watched way too much tv uh during <laughs> this during this pandemic but it's not all bad i do like watching tv that's kind of one of my ways to just unwind and relax so you know i'll i'll be sure to drop my gems of recommendations for good good shows as we as we proceed to give you what you need <laughs> oh really you really you really are just gonna try to slip that in there as your tagline come for um, the geology stay for the dad jokes <laughs> Jeez, i thought i liked puns but you're clearly rocking it out this whole episode um i guess before we close up totally throwing you for the loop if i turned on your netflix right now what's in your recently watched menu yeah, so, you know, um, it's going to be some bridges on in there. I'm not even going to lie. I could blame it on my wife, but I've been I've been watching a, lit, a little of that too. Um, Wait, were you Team Duke or Team Daphne? <sighs> team Daphne. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know what I absolutely love and can't recommend enough? There is this wonderful series called Connected, The Hidden Science of Everything. And it does just a fantastic job of making science approachable and showing you the various ways in which our planet is so interconnected. Um, 10 out of 10, watch it, thank me later. I guess we could probably close off there and I'll say, I'll give you a saving 
grease or a, a life jacket and say, currently on my recently watched is Empire Bling and I'm blaming my sister for this. However, um, I just finished watching Lupin um, because of my mentor. And also I'm currently watching Connected because of you. And what's really exciting is if everyone sticks around with us, we're pretty much gonna be the audio version of Connected <laughs> Geosciences, which I think is super cool. Um, because it is important making science and any other topic actually accessible to people or digestible in a way that they can appreciate not only the technical, academic, or professional side, but just the everyday side, right? Absolutely. But, oh my gosh, I, I don't know about you. I am super excited and I can't wait um, until we share our first official episode with everyone. Stay tuned, people. That's going to be quite a trip. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's going to be nice. <laughs> see, the nuance is lost if they don't see the spelling. But don't worry. I'll find a way to work that one in too. Okay, so you know what? Let's end there and let you go work out how we can get these visual puns. Stay frosty, people. <laughs> Thanks for joining in. Yeah.